0: Welcome inside episode 436 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. And wow, what a weekend. Locked On, no accents for me. We'll get into that. But it's an Ottawa Senators game day, finally, just over a week Later, still a couple players in protocol. We'll have a full preview of tonight's game from the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado against an Avalanche team that has won four straight and are 6-1-1 in their last eight games. However, much like the Senators, they will also be without their best player, We'll have our Locked On lookout, keys to victory. Hopefully we're not rusty like the Sens could be because it's been a while since we've previewed live Senators hockey. Belleville got the win this weekend. Again, we'll touch on my weekend in North Dakota and a whole lot more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Monday, November 22nd in Pilsy. Going into Colorado is a tough test at the best of times. What do you think the Sens are thinking right now? Still a little shorthanded.
1: Well, they're probably thinking at least we're getting back to hockey here. I mean, a week off, you're stuck in COVID protocol. We heard a lot about um, a couple of the guys that have kids. It's tough on their families. So at least you're hoping everyone's healthy, guys are back on the ice practicing again, which is something they haven't done in a while, but you said it, they got their work cut out for them. Like, not only do you got a head on the road, you got all these guys coming back that haven't skated, haven't played in over a week, some of of them more even, and then you got to do it on the road against one of the best teams in the NHL and at high altitude. So, like, the NHL, there's no there's no helping along here. There's no, the schedule makers really didn't do the Sens any favors here, but like DJ Smith said, and he was very adamant about it. And I respect this. There's no excuses, right? You can sit there and make excuses, but at the end of the day, that's a loser mentality. And this team has got to shift out of loser mentality and start winning some games here, Ross.
0: We like to talk about revenge games on this show. It's a DJ Smith revenge game. He played 36 of his 45 NHL games with the Colorado Avalanche in the uh, in the 2002-2003 season. But it is a very true thing he's saying there when it comes to no excuses. Yeah. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Look at what the Islanders are going through, similar to Ottawa. Now they've got 8 players on protocol and they yeah. played 13 straight road games before opening up Their new building, new building. Oh, that's a story for another day. But when you look at it across the league, you can't say, oh, this is against the Senators now. Other teams are going through the same thing. And Ottawa should just be thankful. They don't have to go up against Nathan McKinnon tonight. Not that that slowed down the Avalanche, who are still rolling right now. We'll get into what they've been doing so far this season after a slow start too, right? The Avalanche got up to an extremely slow start, losing four of their first six games. And one of their two wins was in a shootout. So take that for a coin toss against Tampa Bay, mind you. But this is a team that can beat you so many different ways. Ottawa is going to have to really focus on their own game tonight. It's going to have to be quick, crisp breakout passes, stay out of the penalty box, and then try to get some quick whistles. Because if they get caught out for long shifts, I think that's where you're really going to see this extra time
1: off uh, go against them. Yeah, I agree. You can't be having the long shifts here especially in high altitude like it doesn't make things easier either so that's what i'm going to be focusing on and man this colorado avalanche seemed like they're built to go far into the season and far into the playoffs right but with no mckinnon uh bowen byram i think has been day to day he didn't play against the kraken on friday so we'll see if he's ready for this contest for the Sen's sake hopefully not especially is that a,
0: is that a revenge
1: game I would say if you're, I think it's a revenge game for the Ottawa Senators, not really for Bo Byram. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like Byram, he's like, ah, whatever. But like for the Senators, you're like, hey, we got to make sure our fans don't think, hey, we should have grabbed this guy instead. But instead of Byram, your senator selected Brady Kachuk, the captain of your team. So not too many hard feelings there. We're feeling all right there. But the thing too is, this is a top heavy team. Like the the top guys, they always get their cookies. Like whenever there's uh, points to be had, they're, they're snatching them up. But there's some depth uh, performances too. Like some of their young guys, like uh, JT Comfer. Uh, these guys are starting to step into the league and starting to make a name for themselves. And Ross, I was looking at their stats for their team. They have five players scoring at a point-per-game pace right now. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty uh, easy to guess which ones. Landis Rantanen, Kadri, uh, Kale McCarr, and then, of course, Nathan McKinnon. So, like, this team just... They, they know how to get it done. And uh, they're going to be looking for to take advantage of a Senators team that's coming off a lot of problems here and hasn't played in over a week.
0: And cherry-picking a little bit here with the filter, but I mentioned they lost four of their first six games. So if you only start from after that stretch and you go into this recent 6-1-1 one and one stretch that they're currently on, like Nazem Qadri to me jumps out the most because yep. he was a guy who was targeted by the Sens. I even jumped on with Locked On Avalanche in the offseason and said, what would be coming back if this could happen? It really seemed like there was some traction to it. You know that Nazem Kadri has 15 points in his last eight games? This guy's clicking at two points per game. Forget about point per game status. 17 penalty minutes. Still doesn't know how to stay Sorry. out of the box. But this guy is a complete beast out there. So you got to watch out for Khadri and And that's in a, an elevated role now with McKinnon out. So he steps up. And, and really steps into that number one center role. And Gabe Landis called, you know what he brings. And to me, in a really interesting case study this year, again, like a quasi-senator from the three-way trade is Samuel Girard, who initially went to Colorado from Nashville in that Duchesne trade. His season splits are absolutely um they're a case study, as I mentioned here for sure, because he started out so poorly. Like, so poorly, Pilsy. I'm pulling it up right now here. And his first month of the season, two assists in six games, minus five. In his last six games, seven points, plus three. So it just shows you, like, they kind of live or die with these these big-name players, and that's fine. But they also have goaltending now, which I think was probably their weakest link in, in seasons past. When you look at, yeah, Grubauer, he was okay, but you're seeing kind of the true colors in in Seattle, or maybe something in between because you're going from the best team to (laughs) expansion. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's cut that right into the middle. But Darcy Kemper has been one of the most underrated, unheralded goalies of this past half decade because he was buried in Arizona. But he's a great goalie. So Ottawa is really going to have to push here. And early is is the key here because if you're getting into a situation in the third period where you're going to have to push the ante and really kind of go out, This is a counterattack team. They're going to hurt you. And I think that this one, yeah, you don't usually say it when they haven't played in a week,
1: but this is a schedule loss here for Ottawa. Yeah, I I think uh, if the the Senators lose this game, I don't think anyone uh, in the hockey world is too surprised or upset or anything is really changing there. A couple things too, Ross. I think, uh, I'm not sure how long Bo byron has been out, but I'm sure his injury has had something to do with Samuel Girard getting an elevated role and getting uh, more opportunities, right? So there's there's something there for him. And then as far as Grubauer goes, I feel like Grubauer gets a bad rap because it all comes down to what do the Avalanche do in the playoffs? And he's been injured, I think, the last two playoffs, right? But his regular seasons were incredible. Was it, was it last year or the year before? He was one of the finalist for the Vesna, So it's not like he, was, he wasn't he was that great. And Darcy Kemper, I think, is, is an amazing goalie. But you know, same thing with Grubauer. He's had uh, injury problems as well, right? So the Colorado Avalanche, they need their starting goaltender to perform for them. And when the starting goaltender does, they dominate. But they haven't been able to find uh, a real good backup. Even their backup this year, I think his name's uh, Johansson from Buffalo. He's not doing so great when Kemper's not playing. So, That's something that uh, it'll be interesting to see as teams, they like to use the backups up against the Senators. So we'll see who we get tonight. I was
0: just thinking when looking at that, Colorado would have been a prime candidate to scoop Forsberg up if Ottawa had placed him on waivers. Everyone wanted Gus to stay up. That's the type of team here that might need a little more depth in between the pipes. As for Ottawa, still unsure, right? There was a flight day yesterday. Uh, We'll get to what the lines were at practice on saturday but right now it almost feels like a full season reset doesn't it pilsey like nothing about that sunday game last week should be talked about it's a burn the tape game never want to hear about that four nothing loss to calgary ever again so it's almost like a clean slate 15 games into the season they're clearly on a, a tremendously tough stretch here where yeah they broke the goose egg in the win column over that eight-game stretch. But now what? So let's let's see what they can do. And again, they're doing it without their best player. And I'm not even hesitating to call Drake Batherson the Senators' best player anymore. He's proven it time and time again. This
1: season, and he's been their best player, yeah.
0: Correct. Right now, if you ask me as an outsider who's the Senators' best player, it's Drake Batherson 10 out of 10 times. He just brings... All the elements that you could hope for in a top-line winger, from hockey IQ to speed to power to skill. But he's not joining them on this trip at all. Now, Nikita Zaitsev is the only other senator still in COVID protocol, and he will join them at some point. But right now, Lassie Thompson remains alongside Thomas Shabbat. We'll continue to preview this game from a senator's angle. We'll get into our locked-on player to watch and... I went down to Grand Forks to the Ralph this weekend. So I'll let you know what happened there. Of course, Jake Sanderson did not end up playing in either game, but I still had a fantastic time. Now, today's episode not brought to you by Bet Online, but the odds always are because it's the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, Pilsy. The Senators on the money line tonight are plus
1: 269. <laughs> I mean, that, that seems appropriate. What's the Avs money line there? Minus 305. So oh. if, if
0: you're new to gambling, that means to win $100, you have to risk 305 if you're betting on the Avalanche to win. Even the Avalanche mon- or puck line rather is, is a minus, minus 127. Oh, which, my goodness. Which, I mean, that's even a pretty decent line if you're just looking at money line for most times. So they're pretty much giving the Avalanche an extra goal here. In tonight's game, for me, I'm looking at the over, though, at minus 114 at six goals. Especially
1: if the Avs play their backup,
0: right? Yep, that's just it. But if you want to catch this game, maybe you live out of region. Have you ever heard of direct TV stream? Because does this sound familiar when you've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you need to get your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all together in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to ever buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Pilsy. So it is a tough test tonight for the Ottawa Senators, who are right now, right now, Pilsy, dead last in the National Hockey League in points with a big asterisk. With a big asterisk.
1: Yeah, sure. We we'll we'll hold on to that asterisk, Ross. We'll, uh, we'll I mean, hold on to that for now.
0: I mean, the only team, to funny enough, the only team to play less games than Ottawa is the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. They've only played fourteen games. However, what's the difference? The <laughs> they're nowhere near the bottom of the standings now. Ottawa yeah. currently sits in last place when it comes to points because the Arizona Coyotes have finally found a two-game winning streak, which uh, have the Senators had. Two straight wins this year. No, nope. Yeah. All right. So, still something. No to, still something to get a little uh, later on in the season. <laughs> wow, that's that's really tough when you see Arizona, Seattle, Montreal, the next teams above them. However, Ottawa does have three games in hand on Seattle, four games in hand on Arizona. Yeah, we and got time. five over the Montreal Canadiens. I'd love to just finish ahead of Montreal. That that's all I ask for. I'm a yeah. simple man. Just put them ahead of the Montreal. Canadians. All right, so I went to Grand Forks this weekend, and it is unbelievable. I need. Well, we're going January fourteenth. It's going to be so unbelievable. Yeah. Any sense, man? If you can make the trip, I know it's not always easy to get there, especially from Ottawa. You're looking at like a twenty hour drive. It is absolutely worth it. Now, I was heartbroken when Jake Sanderson was out of lineup, Pilsy. It was a last minute call. I went up and I had to see Schlossman for myself. I had to ask him. I said, "You couldn't tip me off, man." Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. But what an amazing building, an amazing atmosphere, and an amazing product on the ice. Now, I thought we were jinxes because on the Friday game, they lose 4-1, empty netter. They lose 4-1. They actually scored first as I was getting to my seat because we went up to the press box. Uh, I'll get into some photos with some friends of the show a little later on. But we uh, we get to the seat, and it's already one nothing North Dakota. And the only other pro game that my girlfriend and I had been to was Jets-Islanders a few weeks ago, and the Jets got shut out. So it took until our third game together to see a goal for the team we were cheering for. Yeah, so you're feeling pretty good at that moment, right? Yeah, well, even that first goal, she went to the washroom with a minute left in the period. North Dakota scores with five seconds left in the second period, but then we were there for the game winner on Saturday. But when I said jinx, on Friday night, that was only their fifth loss at home in their last 39 games I was gonna say in a long time yeah they don't lose at home there's a couple quirks about the Ralph that I absolutely love I want you to tell me which one is your favorite so at the start of every period right when the pucks drop the PA announcer goes all right fans let's play some old-time North Dakota hockey and then the whole crowd chants hockey 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 oi, oi, oi. and then they all stay standing until the first whistle Everyone in the building wow. standing. It's really cool. Then, okay. at the end of the period, you know how the PA announcer goes, "Last minute of play in the first period. Final minute of play in the first period." Everyone in the crowd goes, "Thank you!" And then the PA announcer goes, "You're welcome." It's, it's just it's <laughs> nice. fun, interactive stuff yeah, right nice. there. But for me, I mean, there's two more. But for me, this next one's my favorite: the student sections, which are as rowdy as you could imagine. Yeah, They've sick. got a full band back there everything they're right behind the both penalty boxes two sections right behind the penalty box and if you're trying to picture the Ralph 12,000 seats 12,000 people in the building and it's a town of 50,000 so that's that's crazy in itself when a player from the opposing team gets a penalty everyone points at him and then points at the box and chants, you sit you sit you sit and just like seeing everyone at the same time with the hand motion is absolutely incredible. So to that's me, awesome. that that was that was my favorite for sure. Um,
1: it's, I, I it's, like the hockey, hockey, hockey. Oil, yeah, oil, 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 oil. Oil. that's fun. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I got to ask you about too, Ian Mendez. He was describing the Ralph. Are the seats actually as beautiful as he described? Yeah. Like like wooden with like all of them are like cushion.
0: Yeah, well, Ian's a little bit of a different level. He was up in the press box for the game. I wanted to be among the fans. Nice. It's it's so and classic North Dakota. You walk into the building and there's a huge sign that says Mass Optional. It's just as <laughs> as us as it gets. So to answer your question, yes. And the floors are all like marble in the uh, cool. in the concourse. And I get a text right before the game from Jake Brandt. If you yep. remember, he was on the show during. Um, during the pod in the NCAA last year, an absolute beauty. He's showing my girlfriend and I, because my girlfriend, of course, from Winnipeg, he's buddies with Bufflin. He's showing us pictures of him with Bufflin. After he retired, Buff is just as big as you'd think he would be post-retirement. So he tells me to come up to the press box. I'll pull up a photo right there. We get up there, Alex Heiner, Mr. Talon himself. So it was great to see them. And Jake showed me around. We met Schlossman and all that. Uh, This is the outside of the Ralph. Like, does that look like a hockey? Arena? It looks like
1: like a palace. looks like a town hall. Like that's gorgeous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was hundred and ten million dollars to build in two thousand and one. And then during the, the COVID pause, they put
1: an extra 125 in to refurbish it. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't have to you don't have to pay your athletes. Let's just say that. Yeah. And you
0: can't <laughs> even get the athlete's name on the back of a jersey Pilsy. You can't get current student athletes. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, although, hey, you did get yourself one hell of a jersey, as uh, fans can see that watching on YouTube in the back. Yeah,
0: right. I threw it right behind there, number 22. And if you don't know who that is, friend of the show, Shane Pinto. So I had to ask him because white, black, or green. And they actually didn't have the lettering to do the green one, so it was between ah. white and black. So I shot Pinner a DM, and he says, has to be black, too clean. So what did I do, Pillsy? Just another reason to watch on YouTube. I just put a quick clip up of uh the Shane Pinto, the newest jersey oh, in my nice. collection. We're gonna bring this back to the senators. I can open and close, which is kind of nice. You've got the same frame yeah. as I do, Pilsey. We bought that together back in the heart of enemy territory, but I figured it was uh it was timely to put it up there. And how sick is this North Dakota sweater? Like, are you kidding
1: me? Yeah, it's just so awesome. simple, but so clean. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: And they call so they had to change the name from Sue to Fighting Hawks. The guy who built the arena, Ralph Engelstad, really liked Sioux. So he made sure that it was never going away. It's called the Sioux Shop. That logo from the front of the building is in every single corner of that arena. There has to be a hundred of the of the Indian head logo everywhere in that arena. It's it's quite a sight to see. Um, and like we said, we can't wait to be there together. And I guess last but not least, so, uh, Chris Clevin, who's probably listening right now. Absolute beauty. It's Tyler Clevin's father. Um, and his, his partner, Chris Brand, who was the one who tweeted out that video of Clevin, just throwing the kid off him a couple weekends ago. So good. So I saw them after the game. And I guess they all kind of congregate where the players come up from from downstairs after. So I'm chatting with him. He's asking me where my built bars are. I said, "Damn, I don't have any on me." But we'll bring we'll bring Chris some built bars next time we go down. We have to. I wonder if we have to declare them at the border um, as a, a U.S. product itself from Salt Lake City. But Chris is awesome, great guy. And then Tyler came up, so got to have a quick chat with Tyler. No offense, I told him to his face. So I'll say it again. Maybe the worst 20-day mustache I've ever seen. From <laughs> hey, I'm pulling he's... up on YouTube. Clevin's got the Movember 20 days in, in this photo.
1: Yeah, hey, he's uh, <laughs> he's growing into his size facial hair-wise. He's already, he's got the frame for uh, defenseman, but the facial hair, we got, we, he's not ready for long playoff beards yet. So that's- Not funny. yet,
0: not yet. But as you can see from this photo, I'm like right at 6'2", and he is towering. Over me. Yeah. And he's even leaning
1: back, giving you a little uh, extra height there.
0: I know. And he had just (laughs) taken a photo with with a young fan, which was really nice to see, uh, right before that photo. And I told him right before uh, his dad was like, oh, let me get a photo of you two. And I was like, you don't have to bend down as much as you did with with that. He was like, "Way squatted (laughs) down. So I got a good couple laughs out of him. Got to meet his mom as well, which was really nice. So just an all-in-all great atmosphere, great game. And they got the win 2-1. Guess who gets the big block with five seconds left? When no, uh, Minnesota Duluth had the goalie pulled, Clevin clears the puck icing. We won't talk about that. But then face off, they lose it. Boom! Huge block. Puck goes out. K train to win. So the K train was good. He threw around a couple of guys. No like classic train track hits, but he did use his physicality to his advantage. Unfortunately, again, Jake Sanderson out of the lineup. How tough was that?
1: I was I was really sad for you. Not going to lie, like. Obviously seeing Clevin is sweet and he got to meet him and his um, and his family, so that's a great experience. but it's the Jake Sanderson show and that's uh, we've deal. never been able to see see him live, right So that was yeah. the big intrigue there. so hopefully, I'm I'm sure he will be with his uh, rest and recovery schedule. Jake Sanderson will be healthy by the time we see him in mid-January.
0: Don't say that because if it doesn't happen, Pilsy, like we might have to just camp out at La Quinta Inns. No free ads, but in, uh, in Grand Forks. I'm pulling up their schedule right now because I'm curious if their home, if their first home game after... So next weekend, oh no, they've got one more. But the World Juniors actually ends the day before, so I don't know if he'll be in the lineup. That could be the first game that the, both Sanderson and Clevin are back from the World Juniors that
1: we're going True. through. True, I never even thought about that, Ross. That's a that's an oversight by us there.
0: No, but they'll be back by then, January okay. 14th, and then we'll be seeing Sens at Jets on what? January 15th. And Pilsey, January 14th, teddy bear toss night. At the oh Ralph. yes okay <laughs> yeah. I'll bring my
1: teddy bear yeah Sounds we good.
0: had a f- we had a few of those at uh, at Belleville, at Belleville yep. they're always fun and U of UFT uh, from back yep. in the day when we were there so a ton of fun at the Ralph last weekend and uh, again no free ads but I ate my weight in chicken wings to say the least <laughs> after both games two huge beers and twenty wings for thirty dollars God bless America what a life. am I right and uh, when you've had a weekend full of chicken wings you got to get back exercising when i exercise what do i grab Pilsy? what do i grab each and every time
1: well just like tyler clevin's dad said you're you're reaching for a built bar ross and yep built bar that's a great uh, option for traveling too you really should have brought those ross because nothing better it's a road trip you're tired what's the classic thing oh get over stop for some beef jerky well Beef jerky, sure, sure, you're getting the protein, but there's so much sugar, so much salt in those. You're basically going to destroy your teeth trying to rip it apart. Why not reach for something tastier and healthier, like a Bilt Bar, the protein bar that's tasting just like a candy bar. They got some delicious flavors. As you guys know, I'm going to pull up one of their newest flavors, and that's vanilla cream. So if you like chocolate and you like vanilla, this is a combination of both. All built bars are covered in 100% chocolate. You guys already know that. Check out the Vanilla Cream built Bar, brand new, only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein packed in there, and to make things even sweeter, guys, there's a discount that we can give you. Go to Bilt.com, and since you're a loyal listener of the Locked On Centers podcast, and hey, Tyler Clevin's parents. This is a good way to try out some built bars. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get yourself 15% off your next order. So, guys, check it out. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar.
0: All right, Pilsy. Yes, I'm so excited for January 14th. It can't come soon enough, but hopefully, even sooner than that, is the return of Jake Sanderson because. Lost in all this. And I know people were tweeting at me as well. Oh, that sucks. You went down to see Sanderson. He wasn't there. You know what sucks even more is being sick enough that he couldn't play. So we hope Jake Sanderson is on the mend. Uh, I asked Tyler about that. He said Wednesday and Thursday were real tough days for him. But he seems like he's on the other side of it. And I would expect him to be in the lineup next weekend when North Dakota hosts Minnesota huge rivalry series. The Minnesota Gophers, Chaz Lucius passed on in the draft the 10th overall remember that and then he's with minnesota so that's next weekend hopefully we'll be able to preview and take a great look at sanderson in that two-game series it's the final home stretch at the ralph before the world juniors which i'm i'm sure the guys are gonna be leaving to to camp for that in early december so we'll be keeping an eye on that and all sense prospects on friday's locked on senators we had a complete prospect update bilsey Something happened since then, though. Tyler Boucher, quick little suspension for him, one game. However, like the NCAA, and I saw it live this past weekend, they are, when they say no no headshots, they mean it. Four different penalties in the two games I was at were reviewed for head contact. I didn't even know you could review penalties. They did it four different times, and twice they changed from a two-minute penalty to a five-minute major, and in one situation, kicked a player out of the game in the first period. So
1: they
0: they mean it when they say there is absolutely no room for that, and that's how Tyler Boucher earned a one-game suspension.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously we can sit here and be like, well, hockey's a tough game. These things are going to happen. But we're talking about college athletes and unpaid college athletes. So first and foremost, the safety of these kids is the most important thing because – A lot of these guys, most of these guys, won't go on to have professional careers, right? Only a handful of uh, guys make it to the NHL. So you don't want to have any unnecessary risks and stuff like that. So I I agree. I think the sentiment is good, but it is a different style of hockey, that's for sure, especially when you're reviewing penalties constantly. So Tyler Boucher, that was a play that maybe he could have slowed up uh, and held back a little bit there. He was coming from a far distance and caught a guy behind the net, but you know what? Tyler Boucher, we talked about it. He's not someone you're looking at the score sheet every night and being like, "How many goals did he score?" It's was he playing tough? Was he playing physical? Was he playing on that edge? Was he causing havoc for uh, opponents? Stuff like that. So same with Ridley Greg. They're gonna cross the line once, twice, hey, maybe even three or four times. But you want them to be playing. You want them to be flirting with that line because that's when they're at their best. So once in a while, they're gonna cross the line. Hopefully he learns from that and takes it easy next time he uh, comes chugging down the ice for that kind of hit. But yeah, definitely uh, something you want to see toned back just a little bit.
0: However, like we got to see the full clip and you can go to AtSen's prospects or follow us at send central and see it. But honestly, I love that shift. Like sure. You, he maybe got a little high on the second one, but in that one 42nd clip, he had one big hit behind the net where His hockey IQ allowed him to go left and follow the player so they met him as he turned behind the net to come out with the puck. Then goes on a back check, gets a steal, then gets a nice feather pass. This is all at full speed. And then when his teammate loses control of the puck, boom, he's right in there to separate. There was no penalty called on the play. It was after the game gets a suspension. So I, I love the way Tyler Boucher plays. Of course, you want to flirt, but not pass that line. Pillsy, one more prospect note, and then we'll wrap up the show today with our locked-on, lookout, and key to victory for the Ottawa Senators tonight. 8.30 Eastern, puck drop in Colorado. Ridley Gregg had two goals and an assist this weekend. Can you guess how many shots on goal he had on Friday night?
1: Seven. 14 shots oh on goal. 14 Christ.
0: shots on goal for Ridley Gregg against the Saskatoon Blades. They lose Insane. 2-1 and he scores the only goal. So he they would,
1: lost. <laughs> yeah, 2-1. He had the only goal. Jeez. I mean, that's tough. But hey, that's a perfect tie-in there, Ross. Well, well done there. Because that's what we're talking about. Like, you know. Really, Greg gets a goal there. Sure, that's nice, and they lose the game. That's unfortunate, but he's doing what you want. He's creating uh, chances. He's playing on the edge. He's he's the most dominant guy on that team. So that's what you want to see from these guys.
0: I just looked it up, Pilsy. Um Oh no, that was the the next game. I was gonna say that Uh-oh. he had. Uh, I'm, I got to pull this up right now. This is too. This is too much because he. I, 14 shots like how much
1: percentage of his team shots do you think that was it's got to be 40 percent, somewhere around there the third because if he's getting all those shots no one else no one else is getting many
0: no that's just it so why is it taking me so anyways let's get on i'll pull that up next time that we have a, a chance here but the senator's in action and that's a big story today like i'm excited about my weekend and this stat is absolutely banana lands but <laughs> The Ottawa Senators are playing a hockey game, uh, and to me, that yes. that's just music to my ears because it's been so so so
1: long without it. Let's let's get into the lines first before we get into the game, Ross. I think should, um, should there's we? some interesting um, yeah. um, spots here. Do you have the screenshot or no? I don't. Not today. Here, I'll I'll get it. You uh, you work your magic. I'll get it up here for the. Well, YouTube why don't game. I
0: start? Why don't I start with my lookout player of the game yep. when it comes to the Colorado avalanche. I'm going back to a guy we just spoke about, and it's Samuel Girard, because I think transition is going to be a key to victory for each team tonight. And Sam Girard, that's his bread and butter. Something to watch for with Sam Girard. He loves doing the spinorama move out of his own zone. So if you can read that early, time it, you can pick it off
1: and go the other way. That's a little guy knowing that's a way to evade checkers, right?
0: Exactly. But if you know it's coming... Yeah. then it could work in your favor. So I'm really interested to see how how Ottawa will forecheck tonight because not only Gerard, but this is a decor that's not the biggest in stature. So I think that you can maybe take advantage on the forecheck and you're going to be tired. So you have to manufacture energy mm-hmm. early in the game. And I think that's one way to do it is, is uh, find the little guy out there, number 49, and hit him hard often. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what, this is what teams do when they see Branstrom in the lineup for Ottawa. Similar type player, Branstrom and Gerard. Gerard, obviously, a little more NHL success, though.
1: Yes, yeah. Unfortunately for the Sens, that's the case. But I mean, Branstrom still got some time here. So my uh, lookout player, Ross. He's one of my favorite players in the entire league. I draft him every single year in all my fantasy leagues if I can, and it's Miko Rantanen. I mean. This guy is just an absolute stud, even without McKinnon. He's still able to produce. He's ever since he's been drafted, he's been a mainstay on that top line for the Colorado Avalanche. He puts the puck in the net, he's so like he's just so graceful out there. Like he's a guy where he can sneak in behind the play and you're not really aware of him, and then he's in the right spot at the right time and he's got a great shot. So, he with no McKinnon, he is the guy you need to be looking out on the Avalanche team because Landis Kog obviously is a great player, but he's more of a power forward, right? If you're looking for pure offensive talent Rantanen is the real threat here and I'm going to be locked onto to him, looking out for him I should say
0: well there you go Lafroide and Slip who are you locked on to tonight for the Ottawa
1: Senators yeah well let's uh, I've got the screenshot here Ross so for oh that's a little big but for everyone uh, watching on YouTube here's the lines for Sunday's practice and There's one guy that is the obvious answer, and if you're passing it to me, I'm going to take it, and that's Lassie Thompson. I mean, he's playing with uh, Thomas Chabot on that top pair. DJ Smith said he's like what he's seen from him in this short amount of time, and I think it makes the most sense to have him playing in that spot rather than down the lineup. And we haven't seen anyone other than Artem Zub be able to play comfortably with Chabot, and they want to mix up the Shabbat Zub to create some strength throughout the lineup there. So then you got Mete and Zub together. Then you got Holden and Josh Brown. So I want to see Thompson. He's going to get a chance to be up against some big, tough uh, players in Colorado, and he's going to get the hard matchups along with Shabbat. This is going to be big for him because eventually, like we talked about Ross, Zaitsev will be coming back and we know DJ Smith's going to throw Zaitsev back into that lineup when he's back. So he oh. doesn't have that much extra time here. So let's have a good game from Thompson tonight.
0: Yep. I would love to see it. Fourth game of the year for Lassie Thompson coming off. Oh, right. We don't talk about that Calgary game. But for me, my locked on player is Tim Stutzla. I don't know why they're trying him everywhere but center. As you heard Cheryl Pounder last week. Again, if you had missed that interview, go back, check it out. It was Awesome to have Cheryl's insight on the show. And she thought that Stutzla's perfect timing right now to try at center. Why not? But he's at right wing with Norris and Kachuk. And that's going to be the line I'd imagine for this entire week with Drake Batherson not joining the team on this trip. So I need Timmy to continue because he was starting to feel it, right? That Pittsburgh game, maybe not his best, but then did finally get that goose egg off the goal count for this year. I need to see more of that. And I think that this road trip is the perfect time. Get away from Ottawa, get into a hotel. We know that his road stats are so much better than home in his entire career. I would, I would love to see a big week from Tim Stutzland And I think that the opportunity right now is there for him playing top line minutes along yeah. with his obvious spot on the first power play unit. So I'm locked on Tim Stutzler. and for my key to victory. It's an obvious one, but don't, chase the game because if you chase when you haven't played in eight days, chances are you're going to run out of gas and that can't happen for Ottawa. There's too much firepower on Colorado and it's just not going to end well. I think if Ottawa gives up a goal in the first 10 minutes of the game, this could get ugly. This could be a four or five goal deficit. So keep it close. Don't end up chasing game. Maybe play a little more conservative than you would and away you go, because if they can keep this, even if they keep it tied into the third period, I think that's a win for a first game back. And right now, starting a four-game trip that has a back-to-back in California, like you're going through some tough teams right now, and it's crazy to say that with the Ducks and Kings, but they're both playing really well. You don't want to get to that Friday-Saturday back-to-back with low morale. Like at least be in these games against Colorado and San Jose, and then just see where the chips fall. And if they if they go oh three and one on this trip, I don't think that people can really hold it against them. I mean, you, you might see that you might see that I know it sounds so bad, <laughs> but you might see that record without this COVID pause. And I don't think you can understate enough. Like ten guys, Pelzy, eight who are now in the lineup tonight haven't played in ten days. Like I can't even remember the last game they played. What was it against Tampa? Like you're looking at
1: yeah. like half the season yeah. they've missed so far. Honestly, it's crazy. And yeah, just to touch on a couple things there. Yeah, like you said, if they get out to a bad start, they're screwed. And no pun intended, but we saw that avalanche, that snowball roll down the hill and really gain speed up against the Kraken. They were up 7 nothing up against the Seattle Kraken. Seven straight goals. So that can happen. Let's just be aware that can happen. And for my key to victory here, Ross, is kind of similar to yours, but play a simplified game. I don't want to see Tim Stutzla in the defensive end doing a spinorama and putting the puck through his legs to make an outlet pass. Chip it off the boards and chase it. You're tired. You've been on the ice for more than a minute for your shift. Dump and change. Don't try. I, don't try I, to I'd be. Cut a that hero. in half, Pilsy.
0: I cut that in half, like 30 seconds in the altitude. Just get well, off.
1: I mean, that's ideal, but a 30 second shift is hard to do. Like things need to work out. Like it's got to be kind of up the ice down the ice and you need to be able to change at a good time and when you're up against the Colorado Avalanche they don't always give you a good time to change as you're often hemmed in your own zone
0: I don't know if Thomas Chabot's had a shift under 30 seconds all year
1: <laughs> I don't think so yeah I actually I'd be willing well no uh, there's, there's some like little weird exactly but yeah. I'd be willing to bet like through the normal confines of a shift there's no way He's done a 30-second shift. But, my yeah, my key to the game is going to be Simplify. I want to see uh, everybody finishing their checks. I want to see simple passes, not trying to force anything. If you have a lane, get that puck, puck on net. I don't care if it's an amazing scoring chance. To try to create chaos, get bodies in front. Just simple things. I'm not looking for a win here, Ross. I'm looking for the process and for guys to look like they're going to be coming back from this break doing all right. Because, yeah, this is basically a schedule loss. And you want to be fresh and you want to be ready for those games that you think you can get W's in. And the Sharks, I definitely think that's a team that uh, the Sens should be looking to beat. The Ducks, yeah, for sure. Especially they've had some injuries here. I think... Um Uh, Comtois uh, is out now, uh, and one of their defensemen is out long-term as well. And then uh, the LA Kings, that's another one where you should be able to beat that team. You lost 2-0 before, but I think definitely you're kind of at the same uh, weight class there with them. So there's some winnable games here if they can keep the process right and if they can get back to playing that style of hockey that DJ Smith has got them to buy into in those games where they're competitive and they're playing hard. So that's what I'm looking for here. A busy week,
0: Monday at Colorado, Wednesday at San Jose, Friday afternoon, Martin Luther King Day, or sorry, um, Thanksgiving Day in the States. So it's an afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern game against Anaheim and then back to back. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, all on the road. Not easy, not easy at all. (laughs) But if you're the Ottawa Senators right now, it's just getting back on the ice, feeling good about yourself and maybe scoring an early goal to get that morale going like, Oh, we can do this. Like that'll be great. Cause they have been shut out in two of their last three games. Although we don't talk about one of them. That being said, I uh, just, before we go, I did find the Ridley Greg. I was tricked by elite prospect here. I know it said Friday the 19th. I look it up and it was actually last weekend that Ridley had 14 shots on goal. So this weekend he had a goal and assist in the only game he played still good four shots on goal. But in that game, Pilsy. He had, he had 14 of the Brandon Wheat Kings 46 shots. So still a lot of shots, oh, wow. but he still had a ton of them. In that yeah. game. 14 shots on goal. That's I going remember. to be close to a record. Yeah, I can't remember seeing uh, a time where a player's had that much offensive production in the game. Great seeing him score, too. Imagine going four, 0 for 14 <laughs> shots on That's goal. That's tough
1: for your shooting percentage, yikes. Yeah, is it ever.
0: All right, well, big game tonight, I think, just from a standpoint of seeing hockey
1: We're back, we're back,
0: we're back, we're back, we're back. Maybe a little rusty for us on the preview, but good thing we've got four more chances in the next, uh, in the next week to get that all sorted out. Hope you enjoyed today's show. And again, if you can get back to the, down to the Ralph in North Dakota, you have to do it. Unbelievable experience. And we'll be uh, live tweeting when we get down there next month as well. But for today we say goodbye. Of course you subscribe to the show, wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, and on Twitter at SenCentral, locked senators on Instagram. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day.